You are listening to Mining Stock Education. This is Bill Powers, your host, and I am currently in Beaver Creek, Colorado at the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit. I'm getting uh, meeting with uh, numerous management, and as you know, uh, gold has been on a tear, and as they say, silver is gold on steroids, but silver stocks are silver on steroids. So you want to be paying attention to quality silver junior equities as uh, this bull market gets underway. One of those companies you want to pay attention to as a sponsor of this show, Silver One Resources. You can find more information about them at silverone.com. Company trades on the TSXV under the ticker SVE and on the OTC in the States under the ticker SLVRF. It's a Nevada-focused silver exploration and development company. And joining me today is Mr. Greg Crow. He is the president and CEO. I had the opportunity to meet with Greg and chat with him a little in Vancouver about a month ago. And Greg, at that time, you told me that you were the first CEO ever to get hired in biker shorts. What's that all about? Yeah, Bill, uh, thanks for mentioning that. Um, I have to correct you. I didn't say I was the first. I said I was the first to admit it, okay? (laughs) And I'm not sure how many others have been hired, but I had retired in 2015, and I was out enjoying a nice cycle around Stanley Park in Vancouver, which, those of you who haven't been there, is a beautiful area. And I stopped for a little sip of water when my phone rang, and they said, come to a meeting. So I came to a meeting in my cycle shorts, and um, they must have liked them. Yes. And so for about two, three years, you have been the CEO of Silver One Resources. You're focused in Nevada. I didn't really pay attention to this until you alerted me to the fact that Nevada is not the gold state. It's actually the silver state. So perhaps uh, talk to us a little about how Nevada is a, a good silver mining state. Yeah, well, essentially it's a silver mining state because California stole the name the gold state, okay? But I must admit that in the early days, back in the mid-1800s, um, Silver was the dominant mineral which was being mined in Nevada. And one of the reasons that Nevada entered the State of the Union was because uh, silver was used to pay down the uh, Civil War debt. And uh, it became known as the Silver State, lots of silver production, big mines like Comstock, the one that uh, we are about to finish acquiring called Candelaria, which was the richest producing silver mine in Nevada. That changed in the 1980s, actually, which was interesting, with the discovery of gold and Barrick's big discovery, you know, up in northern uh, Nevada. And since then, everybody's been looking for gold, gold, gold. But um, we like silver. And we took that to our advantage and we found a very good prospect in addition to our Candelaria project that we actually staked. And I can tell you a bit about that down the road too. Let's start with the Candelaria project. Uh, Give us an overview and what is the upside here for investors? Yeah, Candelaria is an interesting project. As I said, the richest producer from the mid-1800s up until uh, mid-1900s and produced on average 1,250 grams per tonne silver from near-surface high-grade veins. Then, essentially, it turned into an open-pit situation, mined up until 1997-98. Last producer was Kinross, and the only reason they shut the mine down was not because they exhausted the mine or the heaps. They shut down because of the collapse of silver prices. Silver prices touched, I think, $2.50 per ounce and stayed under $5 per ounce until 2003 and thereafter. Uh, So in the meantime, they shuttered the mine, started reclamation, sold it off to Silver Standard in 2001. Silver Standard did a big drill program, outlined a very sizable resource, and uh, moved forward with the idea of bringing it back in production. 
couldn't think about it in the three to four dollar per ounce silver range, put it on the shelf. We came along in 2016 and structured a deal with Silver One, or sorry, with uh, Silver Standard to uh, purchase 100 percent interest with no royalties from. Uh, now SSR Mining, which is the uh, uh, subsequent company after uh, Silver Standard. So there's a large historical resource there. Uh, what exactly is that historical resource? And then talk to us about the exploration upside at this project also. Yeah, sure. The historical resource, uh, which we're aiming to drill and become current, but uh, historical resource, measured and indicated resources of about 46 million ounces of silver and additional inferred resources of about 83 million ounces of silver. In the inferred category of that uh, 83 million ounces, 48 million ounces still sits on the old leach pads and uh, we've done some good metallurgical testing. We're continuing with that metallurgical testing with the thoughts that uh, can we bring those heaps back into production. Our metallurgical testing will take another few months but everything is looking very very uh, optimistic particularly in this current uh, upticking silver market. So we'd be looking at potentially a lower capex because it's right there at surface. Best case scenario, when could that possibly come into production? Best case scenario, it would be two years. And uh, it all depends on, you know, what are the results of this metallurgical testing, which are going to take another few months, and then the permitting process. But one of the good things is because it was a disturbed site and not completely 100% reclaimed, then uh, it would, uh, with a solid plan, of course, it would be much more uh, easy to facilitate permitting. And you have uh, some solid financiers that have backed the project, including, uh, most notably recently, Eric Sprott. How did that investment by Eric Sprott come about? Well, in essence, the original uh, investors in the company were affiliated with First Mining Finance, First Majestic, Keith Newmeyer. Uh, Eric and Keith worked together, and uh, Eric became aware of Silver One. Uh, interesting enough, when I met with Eric in Toronto, uh, he showed me that uh, Silver One was actually on his list for acquisition, and uh, we announced a financing in June. Uh, prior to the uptick in the silver markets, we put it out there that we would do a financing, uh, try to raise about $2 million. Uh, within three weeks, we had $5 million with Eric Sprott coming in as our largest single shareholder. So there's a lot of fundamental value uh, in the company in these uh, historical resource of silver ounces in the ground. There's exploration upside at the Candelaria project, and you're also working at your Cherokee project. Talk to us about the exploration upside at the Cherokee project. Yeah, Cherokee's interesting, and it goes back to the premise, uh, Nevada's a silver state, <laughs> but most of the exploration has been focused on gold. You know, there has been some silver exploration, but we saw a reference uh, to an old historic mine that in the 1800s produced in the thousands of grounds per ton of silver. So we said we better go look at this, and we went and looked at it, and uh, uh, lo and behold, beautiful, what are referred to as epithermal-style uh, boiling point textures, good indications of uh, copper mineralization on surface, affiliated with some very sizable veins, started walking the veins, we traced them for 12 kilometers or 9 miles along strike, and the ground was completely open. So we staked the whole thing. And then we bought five of the patents. Uh, we now have 100% interest. Started detailed sampling at the north end where the old Cherokee mine is. We started uh, getting values as high as 1,000 grams per ton of silver, 4.8% uh, copper. In the south end where the veins kind of come together, copper seems to disappear. 
but we're starting to see two grams of gold creep in and we're still getting strong silver values, this time up to 1,800 grams per tonne silver. This is on surface, select grab samples. The veins, to our knowledge, have never had a drill on them. So our plan is to, we're out there right now, sampling and mapping, finding more and more veins, and then we're gonna be doing a property-wide airborne geophysical survey with that information, we hope to be able to identify drill targets for the new year. And what does the treasury and the burn rate of the company look like right now? Yeah, the treasury is about uh, 4.2 to 4.5 million Canadian in that range there. Um, we do have these ongoing uh, expiration programs, but outside the expiration, which will probably amount to about $2 million in total, but outside those, the uh, average uh, burn rate of the company is about $1.2 million per year. These are all Canadian dollars. And uh, it is listed in the, on the TSXV, as I said, as well as the states. Uh, as we conclude, what final thoughts would you like to leave with the investors listening to us? Well, those of you who really do believe, shall we say, that we live in a somewhat unstable world and uh, uncertainty economically, and you're a believer in solid assets like gold and silver, then look at not only gold and silver, but gold and silver companies. And, uh, you know, as Bill said, those that have some uh, something behind them and and good financial backers behind them. Excellent. You've been listening to Mr. Greg Crow. He's the president and CEO of Silver One Resources. Find more information about the company at silverone.com. Company trades on the TSXV under the ticker SVE and on the OTC in the States under the ticker SLVRF. This is Bill Powers from Beaver Creek. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this Mining Stock Education podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded investors. Visit us on the web at miningstockeducation.com for more resources on precious metals and natural resource investing. At our website, you can also sign up for our free newsletter for interview transcripts, stock picks, and more. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.